0: what an awesome God that you are what a glorious God thank you for how loving you are that each day you bestow your love upon us that as your word declares you you give sleep to those whom you love thank you for giving us a good sleep I thank you for giving us life this morning. For in the midst of your life, we have hope that your plans for us are not over yet. And that you still have the ability and the willingness to lead us to an expected end. So dear Father, we pray that may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight this day even as we experience your blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, friends. We're going to be looking at a conspiracy today. 1 Samuel chapter 19 from verse 1 says, Saul told his son, Jonathan, and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David. And warned him my father is looking for a chance to kill you be on your guard tomorrow morning go into hiding and stay there in today's passage Saul tries to kill David now this isn't the first time that Saul had attempted to kill David you know when we read the chapter 19 of 1st Samuel we see that Saul attempted to murder David four times. In his first attempt, he sends Jonathan and his servants to kill David. This is an example of delegated evil. But you see, friends, delegating doesn't get you off the hook. In delegating the evil, Saul is just as responsible as if he had did the deed himself we can learn several things about taking god's side against evil in this situation you know one of my lecturers said some time ago that he would only be paid for doing his job so doing his job he must whether it is morally correct or not so long as it is in in alignment with his job specification Yet the Bible says that we must choose to obey God rather than man in Acts chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Saul wanted David dead and he sends Jonathan and his servants to do the dirty work. So if you are Jonathan, I ask, what would you have done? Saul's the king and you're supposed to obey your king. Not only that, Saul was also Jonathan's father. And you are supposed to obey your father. The Bible says children obey your parents. But sometimes we forget that it says in the Lord. So what do you do when someone in authority over you tells you to do something that is clearly against God's commands? That is clearly against the principles of the Bible? The Bible's answer to this question is very clear because even though the Bible tells us again and again that we are to obey authority or those in authority because authority is from God, it says we are to obey a higher authority of God himself and thus as chapter 4, after chapter 5, 29 also becomes pivotal, we are to obey God rather than man. Henry David Thoreau, in his famous essay on civil disobedience, wrote, Under a government which imprisons any unjustly, the true place for a just man is also a prison. So when the laws of a nation are unjust, the right place for a just person to be is in jail. It is the same for us Christians, when someone in authority tells you to do something against God, friends, we must obey God rather than man. Saul tells Jonathan to kill David, and Jonathan rightly refuses instead of blindly following others. Jonathan takes God's side against evil and obeys God rather than man. Two days ago, friends, we saw that an unjust law is no law at all. And yesterday we discovered that if we love our neighbors as ourselves, if we agape them like Jonathan did to David, we would always seek their good, even when it goes against human laws. Jonathan could have refused to kill David and just left it at that. But you see, Jonathan took that next step and reached out to David and warned him as well. We've already seen Jonathan's covenant friendship with David back in chapter 18. Here, Jonathan is true to his commitment. And even though Jonathan is next in line to the throne, he protects David who is destined, who is destined to take his place. You see, Jonathan not only refused evil, he puts his plan into action. He warns David about Saul. He tells David to hide in the field and Jonathan will go out with Saul close to him and question Saul further so that he will fill David in on the details and the plots to kill him. You see friends, it is not enough to make a mental or verbal assent against evil and remain passive. Napoleon Bonaparte was right when he said, the world suffers a lot not because... Of the violence of bad people but because of the silence of the good people Jonathan takes an extra step here not only does he refuse to kill David himself and not only does he even warn David of Saul's intention Jonathan also puts himself at risk by confronting Saul and at a point the father also tried to kill him By throwing a javelin on him. And he gives Saul three reasons not to kill David that David is innocent, David has been a great benefit to Saul, and that Saul was committing a serious sin. Jonathan was persuasive and even tried to win over his father. This is a position every Christian should take when faced with authorities or personalities that are going against. The commands of god we must take the position that seeks to win that seeks to redeem instead of destroy we must seek revival and not revolutions in searching the scriptures friends and reflecting the words of life let us consider it as the voice of god to the soul we may be confused sometimes over the voice of our friends but in the bible friends we have the counsel of God upon all important subjects which concerns our internal interests. Even in our secular affairs, like the issues that happened recently in Nigeria, we may learn a great deal from the Bible. Its teachings would always be suited to our individual circumstances and preparing us to endure trial and make us ready for our God-given work. Those who are trying to obey all the commandments of God will be opposed and mocked, and most times will be persecuted. Did any white friends suggest how we can follow the footprints of Jonathan. She says, Communion with God will enable the character and the life. Men will take knowledge of us as of the first disciples that we have been with Jesus. This will impact to the worker, a power that nothing else can give. Of this power, he must not allow himself to be deprived. We must live a twofold life, she says a life of thought and action, a life of silent prayer and earnest work. Taken from the Ministry of Healings, page 512. It is my prayer that on this day, May the Lord, each moment of every day, make us to be catalysts of light and love, to make us to be inspiration to those whose eyes we meet, to, be, to have the strength to stand tall in the face of conflict and the courage to let our voice be heard even when we are scared. May the Lord give us the humility to follow our heart and the passion to live for him alone. May the Lord help us to dispel our darkness and may our light, his light, shine through us that we will graciously choose faith over fear, that we will graciously stand for God even when it seems like everyone else is doing something else. May this be our experience, O oh God. We pray in Jesus' name.